0: today on CityCast Madison. It's the Friday News Roundup. This week, I'm joined by CityCast Madison's Molly Stentz and Haley Sperling. The governor stopped by the Majestic Theater for a live taping of Slate's Political Gab Fest. A new state-of-the-art election center is coming to Dane County. And we have your suggestions for Madison-based Halloween costumes. It's Friday, October 27th. I'm Dylan Brogan, and here's what Madison's talking about. It's the Great Friday Roundup live with the sheriff of this here podcast, Molly Stentz, featuring email empress Haley Sperling. On assignment this week, Bianca Martin, and your host, Don Pardo, impersonator, dylan brogan good morning molly
1: well hello hi Haley. hello dylan thank you for that introduction
0: you're welcome so molly we saw something cool uh, uh the other night didn't we
2: it was so fun to see you and see everybody wednesday night at the majestic downtown the slate political gap fest was in town recording a live episode of their podcast. And man, Madison, did y'all pack the house. Madison turned out. It was so nice to see. And my God, the Gab Fest has been running for 17 years. I feel like that's some serious cred as a podcast, okay? Totally. I mean, we've been running this podcast for nearly a year, and that feels like a whole lot. Hard to remember, you know, 17 years ago, 2005, W was president. We're still in the middle of the Iraq War, Hurricane Katrina. There was a lot going on that year, but here we are in 2023. So if you haven't heard that episode yet, Governor Tony Evers was the guest on the show. And there was a lot of talk about how to govern amid political chaos, which there is no shortage of this year, 2023. There's a lot of talk of gerrymandering, of political maps, and also what it means to be boring. But I got to say, our boss, who is the CEO of CityCast, David Plotts, he got the governor to swear. <laughs> I mean, that doesn't happen that often. I was a little surprised by that.
1: No malarkey here.
2: <laughs> I feel like he reserves it for when he, you know, for 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 emphasis, for when he's really mad, you know. Which maybe was originally the what swear words were intended to to be.
0: I'm trying to think of the last time. I think it he it was when he like went down to the legislature and had some one of his appointees that wasn't getting a. That's when he said it. Yeah. And and all the radio station air, It made
2: news. I remember it being like an AP.
1: Everybody was like, ooh, you know? That man said a swear. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) What are we going to do?
0: It's like the principal saying a swear word.
1: My God, guard my virgin ears, please.
2: (laughs) Good thing it was a podcast and not a broadcast. I I have to admit, from all my years in broadcast, I had that moment where I was like, (gasps) And then I was like, "Ah, oh, it's a podcast. No FCC regulations here." What
0: did you guys think of the governor? I mean, he certainly was—I uh, would say—realistic about the current political situation the state faces. Well, well, hopeful, but I mean, I, I guess the takeaway that I heard from the governor was, "Well, things will straighten themselves out because people are generally
2: good." He is an optimist. He is. I-
1: I do call him the Mr. Rogers of Wisconsin. I can see that. I can see that 100%. I think, like you said, Dylan, he seems to have a lot of faith in the people um, and also faith in the system. Um, and as a skeptical person, perhaps I have a little bit less of each of those. But it's it's nice to hear that from a public official. And also, it, it was nice to hear him speak in person. I... Have never seen him, um, you know, like outside of the Capitol, you know, even like on the campaign trails. So it was kind of interesting to see him dressing it down in his little sweater vest. Um, also, just like a quick aside, I loved seeing his security guards that were standing on both ends of the majestic stage who were also in like matching button-up polo shirts and small sweater vest. I was like, there's no way this man, this large man, picked out that outfit for himself. (laughs) Like Tony Evers is very much dressing his security team, and I think that's amazing.
0: Yeah, from like the Duluth Trading Company.
1: Yeah, I wonder if they have a sponsorship. I
2: literally almost ran into one of those dudes, and I did not even recognize. I was just like, why is this guy hanging out by the stairwell the majestic, and I was like, "He's kind of in my way," and and then I saw the earpiece, and I was like, "Oh,
1: oh, yeah!" You can always spot secret service by like dudes who look aggressively like dads. <laughs> you know, they may or may not have kids of their own, but they mm. look dadded.
0: Sum <laughs> so up the rest of this gab fest for us. It was a f- people should listen to it. So
2: I thought the best question of the night actually came from John Dickerson, who asked the governor. If he had to do it all over again, would he still go into education? Like, would he still recommend a career in education in 2023? What's the
0: governor going to say, though? No.
2: That was a moment, though, because the crowd, you know, it's Madison. It was very sympathetic to the governor. People were were there on his side. And yet that was a moment where I felt like he was like, oh, of course.
1: But the crowd was not buying it. Because... It's hard to be want to be a teacher these days, to want to be an educator, to want to have to potentially put yourself in a dangerous situation every day for not enough money. Um I had a hard time believing him on that one. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Yeah, I had a hard time believing that one.
0: And my one of my f- favorite other podcasters who I have listened to forever, Mike Duncan, who does the Revolutions podcast and history of Rome and has written some great books he was he was there at the end, too. It was awesome.
2: I did love when Mike Duncan gave his cocktail chatter, and he kind of grabbed the mic. I was like, whoa we're getting we're getting another episode." But I gotta say there was that moment where he was talking about the plague, and there was a shout from the audience. And we all know who it was. A guy who clapped for the plague.
0: (laughs) The guy who saw, has good timing, and and saw uh, that a moment of levity might have been needed. You'll just have to listen to the podcast to see what we're talking about. (laughs) It's pretty funny. So we got more news to talk about. But first, let's just take a quick break. And then we'll see you in a minute. So we all know how important elections are in Dane County for a lot of reasons. We also have some officials that take elections very seriously. And something that's kind of been in the works, I think, probably for for longer than we think, but definitely the last couple of years, is a new election center is coming to Dane County, a a state-of-the-art election center. So it was announced uh, recently that the county is expected to purchase the former Ale Asylum Brewery on Packers Ave and convert it into this storage and offices and training center that will basically consolidate Madison and Dane County's elections facility into one secure location. Did you see the, the press conference? It was pretty funny. They used uh, kegs as impromptu lectern. and
1: That's actually cute. I kind of like that. <laughs> I love a good press conference bit. What a Madison story!
0: Yeah, and there was a task force last year that kind of looked at election security in the county and gave some recommendations. And and that the big takeaway from that task force was we kind of need a dedicated facility that is secure that has cameras. And during the press conference, uh, Dane County Clerk Scott McDonald he highlighted three threats for why this facility is needed: one, election deniers two, Russians,
2: oh
1: boy.
0: and three, water. A big part of this is just the rise in threats that we've had against county and local municipal clerks. I mean, that task force found that 84% of Dane County clerks say that threats against election officials have increased in recent years, and 14% say threats have remained the same, 2% say they have decreased. But 84% saying that basically ever since the 2020 election, that they got people who, I mean, are at least communicating that uh, they're not happy with Dane County election, election officials. They think something is muck. And our facilities right now, um, particularly at the city county building, there's just, uh, it was not built. It's supposed to be a publicly accessible building. Um, and there's just a lot of security issues that they found. And, and Homeland Security actually did a review of it. To give an example, on the day of this Homeland Security like site review, um, a person wearing camouflage and a face mask entered the city clerk's office with a camera, created a disturbance, moved around the city county building, attempting to open locked doors. And by the time law enforcement arrived, the man had already left the building and was never identified.
2: And that was not a drill? That was actually just a rando that came in and did that?
0: I had exactly the same question. And we have to get Scott McDonald on the podcast to talk about this, because I'm like, did that really happen the day that Homeland Security was doing the review? Because that kind of speaks volumes of why this new facility is needed, because there's not enough cameras. And I I think, you know, I I wish we didn't have to be so paranoid about things. But can you imagine, though, if someone just came in and just destroyed all of like uh, a town's ballots on Election Day just to mess with things? Like what kind of chaos that could create for the whole country? Like this... Man, I I do think there there needs to be a safer facility for such an important process. So
2: is this where the city clerk and the county clerk will set up shop on Election Day?
0: I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Like this is there's a there's a lot of storage that needs to be um, a better storage system needs to be in place. So why Scott McDonald labeled water is one of the threats and of why this facility is needed is because where Madison has been storing its like election scanners apparently there's a bunch of toilets above it and it has flooded twice and, ru- and ruined this equipment so clearly some better storage is needed so that's going to be a big part of it I, I, and I do Wasn't think that like it's like a decade it, ago though I think it was a decade ago and then I think it was like not that long ago yeah you're right one of them was a while ago
2: so Okay. Most of the ballot information is transmitted electronically, right? So that will still happen, but then this is where they will actually truck the physical copies of the ballots that are in the tabulators.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, they, those have to be stored for a certain amount of time. There's the state sometimes like randomly picks a polling site to do an audit on the county doesn't audit there's a canvas yeah so and if
2: there was a recount that yes. instead of like the monona terrace exactly. they would have a facility already yeah. ready
0: and yeah. i just think they're just going to load this thing up with cameras and if anyone has any questions about what's going on in there they can be like here's the video i think that is a huge part of it
2: does it also come with beer no Uh, yes important
0: they're keeping all the stills in there i
2: mean for election clerk retention might be a strategy they need this is a
0: serious topic we do not they don't get to drink beer where they're counting ballots
2: (laughs) we need election workers it's dire
0: yes we do
1: i'll take some booze with these ballots please
0: all this talk of elections has actually got me thinking about a pretty good halloween costume i'm gonna be a, a, a local municipal clerk
1: uh oh! Yeah. I love that. How are you gonna? How are you going to personify your local municipal clerk?
0: I'm gonna be very helpful. I exist to assist. I'm gonna have that on there. I'm going to be very open and transparent. I I'm gonna be good at counting
1: that's all the things you need. I love that. I love that. That's a great, great place to kick us off, Dylan. Thank you. Um, Because Halloween is right around the corner. If you didn't know, Halloween's on a Tuesday this week, um, which is not as ideal. But uh, last week, I put out the question to all of you listening right now and all of the Madison Minutes readers and just the greater Madison internet community to ask what your costume would look like if you had a Madison-themed Halloween. Uh, And I got a lot of really, really great responses. Uh, Some people are really creative. Um, You know, of course, we've got everything from local celebrities to rotten produce. And yeah, I thought I'd give some of these ideas uh, a little a little highlight uh if anyone out here needs a last minute costume idea or if you just want to uh you know spice it up from that kind of every year witch or vampire why not put a little local spin on something are you ready
0: yeah what was your favorite one?
1: Ooh, it's hard to tell with like a favorite i i honestly got so many good responses i was kind of surprised um So some of my favorites um, have surrounded, like, local celebrities. Um, One of the classics that we put together was uh, Paul Soglin. And this one, I kind of came up with the spin that he is mayor for life and in death. Uh, So you could do this one as either like the classic Soglin, you know, you dress it up, you wear your little suit tie, put your big mustache on and there you go. You put a name tag on that says, hi, I'm Paul, whatever. Classic Um, Soglin. Classic, classic. Um, Perhaps if you, if you have are lucky enough to own one of the save state street shirts from Tone Madison, people will get it right away. But uh, you can also make him the mayor of death. Uh, by putting on some zombie makeup. And so then you can say like, he's risen from the dead to run for office again. Uh, just like he did when he said he wasn't gonna run for mayor and then ran for mayor again. You know, you never know <laughs> when he's gonna come and get you Come to your polls Come into a ballot near you.
0: <laughs> you could also do young Soglin where he's beat up from the cops.
1: He's got so many eras, right? And so aside from young Soglin, We also have some Madison inside jokes, like the Woodman's Produce section. Uh, The Woodman's Produce section can be a very scary place. If you are a frequenter of the Madison Reddit, uh, it often comes up as a subject of conversation. Everyone's like, Woodman's produce, so gross, why not? And I, I've got no shade against Woodman's. I love Woodman's. Talk to anyone in Madison. We love Woodman's. Go listen to our Madison Hacks episode. We love Woodman's. Uh, but you can dress up as your favorite piece of produce and add some little cotton balls and make it a moldy produce and that is a very deep cut for madison um but it's a good one it's a good one
0: woodman's has a lot of good costume ideas you could be that cleaning robot cleaning robot have you seen that thing Oh my god there's a robot that goes around cleaning the floors you could be one of those just like tiles that makes that very distinctive noise when you run a cart over it
1: yeah the tiles are a great one too and one more one more like local deep cut that i really liked someone said that you could dress up as a um triangulador mattress um so if you don't know him he's one of our local artists and i thought it would be cool you could like cut uh cut a hole in a sheet and wear it as like a tunic and then kind of spray paint your own vibe to it so it's kind of like you are the art and the artist you are the trash and and the reborn um there's a lot lot going on there uh and then for anyone that really just needs a last minute lazy costume um this one may have actually been my favorite uh in all yellow orange or white and walk around in your squeakiest shoes and there you go you are a fresh squeaky cheese curd happy halloween everyone
2: i feel like if we're going with obscure i feel like dylan you could almost pull off john nolan with that mustache if you just had like a bow tie and a big old map of madison you know what that guy looks like he had a mustache i mean i can see the photos from
1: the historical society we have the technology. <laughs> but I would love to see everyone's costumes. Send us your costumes. We are Madison at CityCast.fm. If you got a local idea, I'd like to hear it, you know? Um uh, Madison's official trick-or-treating hours are October 31st from 4 to 8 PM. We'll see you on the streets.
0: We sure will. Haley Sperling, thank you for joining us today.
1: Thank you, Dylan.
0: Molly Stentz. always a pleasure.
1: Always good to be here. <laughs>
0: That's all for today here on CityCast Madison. Bianca Martin is your host. We're produced by Alexandra McMahon, Molly Stentz, and me, Dylan Brogan. Our theme music is by Carl Christensen. You can also get more news delivered right to your inbox by subscribing to Madison Minutes, written by newsletter editor Haley Sperling. And if you enjoyed today's show, why not share this podcast with someone who dresses like Governor Tony Evers? See you back here Monday morning with more news from around the city. Until then...